Hello, hello. How are you? Welcome to another pretender, two contender. This is Joe here in my home studio. It's about 92 out. The air conditioning is it's just making it. It's just making it. You know, if you're one of those people that like that, like icy AC, you'd be upset right now in my attic. You'd be like, dude, what the fuck? You paid how much for this? What? Got the AC guy coming again tomorrow to check it out. For some reason, I have a vent in my attic that's uh, shooting out cold air, but at the same time, it's shooting out a, uh, a chimney smell. What could make that happen? Huh? It's got like that, like, uh, what is that even called? Creos, creos, <laughs> creosite, creosite, whatever that, uh, when the, when the black stuff forms in the inside of a chimney, it gets that, that's, you know, it's probably, it's probably poisonous. I could be dying right now. This could be the last podcast I ever do, but let's hope not. He's coming tomorrow to take a look again. We'll see. How we can get it colder up here in the third floor. Maybe we add a few uh, add a few vents. I don't know. Maybe there's a way we can uh, put a turbo boost on 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 the uh, on the unit. I don't know. But thank God I quit that day job. It's probably been about a month a month now. Uh, as the gigs started coming in, and as I want to mention gigs right at the top here. Uh, still, still got the residency. Well, not still. I haven't, I haven't done the first one yet. But I'll give you all the live dates. If you want to come and see me live, the Remember When tour is happening, 2021. Okay, the first one is July 18th, which is really soon. I'm at the Harbor Theater, I guess, in Stone Harbor, New Jersey, down at the Jersey Shore, July 18th. Uh, then I go on to July 28th, uh, at the, oh, oh, I'm skipping one. I skipped one. July 23rd, Boundbrook Theater, the, uh, Brown, Boundbrook Arts Center in Boundbrook, New Jersey. That's July 23rd. Then the monthly residency starts. July 28th, two shows, 6.30 and 8.30. That's in Scarsdale, New York at Jackie B's. July 28th, I'm there. Then, uh, again, uh, August 25th. All tickets to my shows are available at joematterese.com. Okay, everybody, let's get to it. We'll get the uh, the rest of the plugs out there. Uh, well, God, the music ended. But there was one more. There was one more important uh, plug, which was if you want to advertise on the podcast and wheel it over into my TikTok, which is doing pretty well. The Joe Matteris on TikTok. Check it out. Almost at 61,000 followers. If you want to advertise with me on there and on my podcast, all you have to do is get a hold of Ed Raymond. Ed Raymond. As I got I to gotta look up the email. I can't believe it. I, I forget it. I had it last week. He has his own designated email. And Chris Gucci over there at Chop Sports Network, uh, he gave it to me. To tell him uh, what he should post and uh, you know where where they can email him. Here it is. I found it. It's it's pretty easy. Contact Ed Raymond, and all you got to do is go to chopsports.ads at gmail.com. That's chopsports.ads at gmail.com, 
and contact Ed Raymond. He'll take care of you. He's doing all the advertising and uh, pretty excited. So hit him up. All right. So uh, let's get to it. A lot of stuff going on here. <laughs> Thank you very much. And yeah, I'm a comedian. I need to start with applause. I might even give it my, I might even give myself a little longer. A little longer. Thank you. 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 Okay. Now I feel better. What is happening? Lots going on in my life. Got some phone calls for today's episode. I thank you guys to call in. As you know, the voicemail number is always the same. 951-298-9899. So the first thing that I really wanted to talk about was uh, the 4th of July, which just ended. Love when the 4th of July is on a, on a Sunday and then you get that extra day, that ob- observance observance day am i saying that right ron poliquin uh you get a little extra day out of the holiday which is nice it's just like it's that it's it's one of those holidays i guess there's a few that are like that where it just seems like drinking is connected to that holiday saint patty's day is a drinking holiday what else new year's eve is a big one i guess christmas can be a big one if you're really chill with your family and they don't uh they don't judge (laughs) <laughs> you could drink, but if you're with like in-laws, you might not want to uh, get get wasted in front of the in-laws. I, I don't know. I don't know how you roll. I don't usually drink a lot on Christmas. There could be a, a long drive involved for me. You know, I might have to get all the way back to New Rochelle from Cherry Hill. And, well, what am I saying? If I'm at my in-laws, what am I saying? My in-laws live a mile away. I'm an idiot. So yes, I could drink. But I, I I wouldn't like that, as they say. That's a that's a bad look. That's a new expression, huh? Has that been around forever? I don't remember ever hearing that when I was younger. That's a bad look. Now they say it a lot. I think it is a bad look to drink on on Christmas around your kids and stuff like that. But Fourth of July, uh, which we joined Davenport, this beach club last year, and our it was our first year there, and it was you know. The pandemic year. So it kind of wasn't what it could be. And I still loved it last year. It's about a 12 to 15 minute drive from my house, which is like the perfect distance. It's beach. It is the Long Island Sound, but it is beach. And the beach club brings in their own sand. You know, they kind of pimp it out. They got tennis courts there. They have uh, a bar, which they built onto last year and added this deck area onto it, which is cool. You know, they got some out- a lot of outdoor seating, a lot of shade, uh, TVs that they have at the bar where you can watch sports. They usually got whatever the big games are on, you know. Uh, what else about it? Uh, they have basketball courts. They got a pool and you got the beach and you can also put kayaks there as you know i bought the uh, used two-person kayak last year which i think i've used once this year (laughs) i might put that up for sale my 13 year old son he's at that age where girls are involved i guess i don't know him and his his friends they came they did come um on monday the day after fourth of july the observance day they came 
and and had a great time. He was there with two of his friends, and uh, you know they were on the diving board all day being idiots, and it was it was fun watching them have fun. Um, what else? What else? The other thing that I left out about this beach club that was pretty classic is they have a bocce ball court, which you've heard me talk about in the past. I bought bocce balls last year. I bought the set because they told me you needed a set, and then I realized that was just because it was pandemic year and they didn't want anyone touching other people's bocce balls they didn't want <coughs> excuse me they didn't want germs so they wanted you to buy your own set now i realize this year there's always just bocce balls sitting there and they had a tournament and i figured i'm still the new guy at this beach club you know and don't think it's like this high-end beach club i always got to tell people it's not it's uh, it's regular income people. That's what's great about it. Like it's like you don't have to wear like a freaking you don't have to preppy out and wear like you know whale shorts and like a collar up, you know, with the sunglasses with the rope hanging. You, you don't have to do that. Let's put it this way: there's a lot of there's a lot of Italians at the beach club. It's either Irish or Italian. I see. It seems to be that's the uh, the most common uh, ethnicity there. And uh, it's pretty classic. A lot of school teachers, a lot of cops, a lot of firemen, you know, people that can drink. <laughs> they could drink hard at, uh, at a beach club. There's something about it that the, I was telling my wife. There's a fine line. And it's funny trying to see, like, who is the guy that's drinking and having fun? And who's the guy that's fucking alcoholic and pissing his wife off, which like trying to figure out which of those dudes are, that would have been a funny thing to leave on the voicemail. What's a sign when a guy's day drinking somewhere that you can tell it's excessive? Like, you know, there, you know, there's some guys that are just, they're just almost always drunk there. So they don't even stand out. Cause you're like, he's the always drunk guy, you know, and he knows how to, knows how to handle it some of these guys are professionals you know they're just used to it they they've been members of these this beach club for so long so they have the bocce tournament and i join wasn't expecting this but like there were like 53 entries and you played on teams of four and uh it's it's so fun when you become an adult and you're playing a sport where there's fans there's like not fans but there's like there's a gallery there's people watching i hadn't had that feeling in so long you know even when i played uh softball in softball leagues up until i was like 46 47 there was never a lot of people watching it was usually just you against the other team and you're playing you know but bocce i mean there was like 50 people watching. They had the music going. People were cheering people on. There was a guy who came over, one of these Irish guys, who like, uh, he acted like my caddy. Even though we're rolling a wood ball, we're not putting a golf ball. He was like, okay, this one's going to break right to left. Okay, you want to uh, go a little bit right of the uh, baleen, baleen? Is that what it's called? Baleen, baleen? <laughs> Such a non-Italian, Italian, uh, uh, bocce player he's like directing me which way to roll my ball which was classic and uh we ended up losing i lost in the first round on my team because of the time limit not because of uh not because of of points it was nine four you play to 11 and you have a 30 minute time slot and you go past that boom game's over what's the score and there was a guy on my team that was very serious you could tell because he was like getting pissed that the other side was taking their time 
when they were uh, you know throwing the white ball out and then taking their time and having missed throws and having to start over. And he was like, what the fuck, what the fuck? Uh, it's it's classic, but I'm I'm really loving the atmosphere at this place, and we had an awesome time this Fourth of July, and uh, I I I don't know, it's it's great if you got kids, anything you can join like this that has a pool, if you get lucky enough to join, if you have a, live in a town where they have a a town pool that you get to go because you live in that town, that's awesome. They don't have that in New Rochelle. I talked about it years ago on one of my podcasts, how it's like really the nicest beaches to go to from New Rochelle, New York. You either got to drive all the way out to the Hamptons. That's about two hours and the traffic will be insane. You got to do the Long Island beaches. You can go Hamptons. You can go. uh, What's the other one? Uh, Jones Beach is like the most famous uh, Long Beach is over there. Then you could go Jersey Shore, but that's like two and a half hours to go to the shore points that I grew up going to. You know, Wildwood, Ocean City, Avalon. Um, Let me think of some of the other ones, uh, which is, you know, I have that gig coming up in Stone Harbor. Stone Harbor is like super high end, really nice. Uh, We're staying at Wildwood Crest when I'm doing that gig, but we we rented a house, so we're going to be there extra days. So looking forward to that coming up on the on the 18th when i do the gig uh, in stone harbor at the stone harbor theater people keep asking what's the gig what's the gig i'm like just go to joemanarese.com and all the information's there so uh what was i trying to get at here i got a little distracted but i know i wanted to uh, i wanted to go to the calls because i know uh somebody called in and talked about their uh their trip their trip Oh, I know what I forgot. Before I go to the calls, you know, I, I'm trying to put some stand-up into the shows, into the podcast, because, uh, you know, Kevin Brennan a while back when I had him on, he's like, dude, put some, use your stand-up's your thing. You're so good at stand He kept saying it. You're so good at stand-up. You know, put your stand-up everywhere you can. So, like, I have a lot, I just have a lot of stand-up on video and on audio. I mean, this is like a, a, a crappy video, but you won't be able to see the crappy video, so you'll just hear it. And I think this sounds good enough. It's just a typical me at some road gig giving shit to the venue. And I, I, I look back at these videos and I go, man, did I piss somebody off with this one? This guy uh, was so nice uh, who brought me up. And it was it was his gig, you know. Uh, I don't want to say his name because I, I hope I didn't piss him off at this gig. But uh, love the guy. Love the guy. So listen to this. And uh, you can leave me a voice message through the week if you thought this was, uh, if I sounded like a complete asshole, 951-298-9899. Let's just go to the set, and this is just him introducing me and me coming up and shitting on the venue. Here we go. I think it's Mount Holly, New Jersey. Here we go. Are you ready for your headliner? I love this man. He came all, he's also a Churchill native, but he came all the way from upstate New York to be here in Mount Holly, which I proved to him is a great town now. I hope I proved that to him. He's been seen on David Letterman. He's been on America's Got Talent. He's two specials on Amazon Prime. And now he's here for you tonight. Please welcome Joe Matarese. Thank you, Jason. 
Thank you so much for thinking I live in upstate New York. Thank you very much. I live. Uh... Let me pause for a second. I just remembered. It, 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 since I said his first name there, he'll know. It's Jason Pollock. Does anyone know him? Funny dude. I always love this guy. And he, and he occasionally books things on the side. Jason Pollock. I hope you're not pissed at me. Let's go back to that. Let's, let's back it up a couple of seconds. <laughs> it's just classic. Thank you, Jason. Thank you so much for thinking I live in upstate New York. Thank you very much. I live uh, 18 miles from the fucking GW. Like an asshole. Like I live in Syracuse and I came here. Like what the fuck? Would I ser- Am I at that level of comedy? Where I drove to fucking Mount Holly from Albany? He's like, dude, I do this uh, this old firehouse. They got green lights. Can you drive 17 hours? Pay $400 in tolls and come down from Schenectady? You want to come down from... <laughs> I'll just name every city I know in upstate New York. Dude, I know you live in uh, Rochester, but I mean, I got this firehouse that we get like 18 people on a Saturday. It's going to be about 96 degrees with 100% humidity. You might want to come down. Yeah, it won't be that crowded because we got an amphitheater near it and there, uh, there's a Tom Petty cover band playing there that's going to draw more people than you because they need to hear Free Fallin' again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it just shows you, I don't know, maybe you disagree, but it to me it shows me that being an asshole is funny. Like, that's kind of funny. Like, I was being an asshole because I knew Jason, and I 99% sure he didn't care, and that everybody knew I was making fun of the venue because I probably went on to say how great it was later in the set. I, t- I tend to do that. Something about whenever I first come on to stage at a place, I I usually have to connect with them by pointing out flaws <laughs> i don't know why it, my whole life my whole life i just that's how i've done stand-up point out the flaws then begin my act <laughs> it's probably not a good idea but it's just so fun it's so fun because it's so alive you're in the moment you didn't plan any of it there's nothing that i'm saying that was written down on a piece of paper i'm just going you know so uh uh, on a side note, which makes me realize why I think it is kind of funny when I'm being an asshole. Did anyone see this documentary called Misery Loves Comedy? Pretty sure that's what it's called. I think I saw it on Hulu. Kevin Pollack, the actor, made it. And I was expecting it not to be good just because I've seen so many documentaries on stand-up to the point where like, I don't even want to usually watch another one. I just they're, they they just all usually have the same content in them, and I'm just like, eh, what what's this one gonna do that I haven't heard everybody do already? But like I said, I was expecting I was expecting to watch five minutes and get bored and shut it off, and I ended up watching the whole thing. It sucked me in. Kevin Pollock, congrats! That was a really good documentary, man. Uh, it was interesting because they took the question of misery and comedy and how it comes together, and is really cool to see all these comedians just talking about that one subject. 
So it was like a funny, but at times poignant, like version of like the aristocrats. How it was just like this, like a one subject documentary, not just all about a lot of things in stand up. It was about one thing, misery. And it, by the end of the documentary, you really realize it's like you don't really have to be super depressed to be funny. But when you talk about the negative sides of things, that's what's funniest, you know, not that funny if you're trying to talk about something and you think it's great. Like it has to be like your why it fucking annoyed you angle of it. Right. Which I've said, I've said this very often. I very often, but it's a good documentary. I'm recommending it. Misery loves comedy. I'm sure uh, I could find the uh, the trailer to it really fast. Let's see if I can find that. I did find it. I did find it. And you never know. Sometimes trailers are either way better than the movie, and then you go see the movie because the trailer was so good, and then it sucks. And then other times you see a movie trailer and you go, Oh, I'm not going to go see it. And then you find out that the movie was great. So I haven't watched this movie trailer yet. So I don't know if it's going to make the movie that I'm telling you was very good seem lame. But here we go. This is the uh, this is the trailer. 2015. I didn't realize it was that old. Misery loves comedy. All right. Let's check it out. I'm proud to be a comedian. It took me a really long time to take out the word American and put comedian. <laughs> There's nothing like getting a laugh from people. It's the narcissist fantasy. It's easily the single craziest thing that I have ever done in my life. No one knows but us what we go through. And it's my job to sit there and yell at drunks. You can do whatever you want. You can yell, you can spit. It's great. You can do that publicly. Comedy is a drug. I was connected with these thousands of people around the world. And they were just like, we know you're making this up as you go along, and it's not good. It went from them loving me to them hating me. I came crawling back after being chewed up and spit out by this goddamn town. Is there a way to explain why any of us chooses being the center of attention as a career? I realize I'm not good at sports. I get picked after disabled kids. Being funny is also a way to balance out people picking on you. I got beat up a lot when I was a kid, and then I turned into a joke. The first time I ever bombed, my fight-or-flight instinct kicked in, and evidently it was flight. When you're solo up there and you get the laughs, it's like crack cocaine. Rock em, crack, rock cocaine. I heard a thump, and somebody threw their prosthetic leg on stage. The crowd was just as astonished as I was. Comedy is really taking dissatisfaction and discomfort and spinning it. And let's just hope it doesn't get weird. You have to nourish a delusion. People don't know when to stop. They're showing the angst of humanity. I'm stupid. My life is awful. It's not for me. I'll never be funny again. There has to be something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's <one's> great. <laughs> <laughs> you missed you couldn't see it but at the end there doing the um doing the <laughs> cricket sound it was martin short who i just love I'm such a huge martin short fan has martin short ever done an interview where he wasn't great the guy's like a thousand for a thousand in interviews, which he's probably done more than a thousand interviews, but Martin Short just always kills it. So, I mean, you heard the trailer. I think the trailer did it justice. I think the trailer is good also. Uh, so many 
comedians. You probably recognize their voices just there. I mean, Jason Alexander, Larry David, Mark Marin. Jeez, uh, uh, who else did we hear in there? Jim Gaffigan, Jim Norton. Um, so many. Uh, Jimmy Fallon. Let me think who else. Who did I miss? Uh, Bob Saget was in it a lot. Uh, so go check that out. Misery Loves Comedy. And then another trailer. I don't know if you you uh, heard this one circulating yet. But here's one where I go, this trailer is so good. I will be shocked if this movie isn't good. Uh, I don't know if you uh, have heard the trailer yet or seen the trailer of uh, The Saints of Newark, which, uh, as you know, James Gandolfini's son is playing a young Tony Soprano in this. Or is it called The Many Saints of Newark? Uh, I think it's called, oh, the, the Many Saints of Newark. I'm wrong. Did they change the name or did I get the name wrong? You never know. It's the prequel to Sopra The Sopranos, and it's very anticipated. David Chase, uh, of course, you know, made this film that looks incredible. I'll play you, I'll play you this trailer. Oh, my God. I bet it, I, it's such a good trailer. I bet it plays audio-wise good. Check it out. When I was a kid, guys like me were brought up to follow codes. Hey, jerk off. What'd you say? What? Antonio Soprano. I wonder if I can talk to you alone for a moment, Mrs. Soprano. On the basis of the Sanford Binet, he's high IQ. You can't prove it by me. He's got a D plus average. Well, he doesn't apply himself, but he is smart. The results tell us he's a leader. Ankle dick. Growing up with the family, Takes a toll. Maybe an ambassador of England or France. You're my nephew. My life to gamble. I want to do whatever I can to help you. you may be a my gift to you. I want to go to college. I can't get caught with shit like this. Look, you take the speakers, right? At the same time, you say to yourself, this is the last time I'm ever going to steal something. It's that simple. Let me go talk to him. He only listens to Dickie. Gotta do something about Dickie Malasani. Maybe some of the things you do aren't God's favorite. You lead by example. We'll make the right decision. This kid's got what it takes. As your nephew goes, I'm listening. Stay out of his life. Oh, how fucking good is that? How good is it? It plays audio wise, right? 
It's so good. Oh. You know what I noticed? It's like uh, there's a couple people's voices that just really are great. <laughs> and they just grab you. And James Gandolfini as Tony Soprano and Ray Liotta. Just something about their voices just audio-wise, right? Uh, it just made me think. Like, And, and then you put... Uh, you put music behind it, right? And it just fucking grabs you. Let me give you an example here. I'll try to do a, a couple of bad impressions here. Here we go. I mean, I think my Tony Soprano is pretty good. So, uh, yeah, you just put, you could put anything with those two voices talking to a cool song from the 70s as they always use in these mafia movies right like this is a great one i just found like a live version of sympathy sympathy for the devil this is a good one no matter what you do no matter how hard you try to get away you get sucked into the lifestyle i don't care where you grew up what nationality you are if somebody approaches you with money, girls, and power, you can't say no. And that's what happened to Tony Soprano. Even when he was a youngster, even when he was a young man, he couldn't fight it. He had the ability to go to college. He had the ability to get far with his knowledge. He was an intelligent man growing up around non-intelligent losers. But those losers had power that he wanted. He seeked it. He felt it. And that's why when he got a little taste, he became addicted. Oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? I can't fucking stop. I want to get the fuck out and they keep fucking fooling me back in. I don't want to fucking do this. I don't want to fucking live this kind of life. I want to fucking go to school. I want to fucking get an education. I want to fucking, I want to fucking win in life. But I gotta admit, when people fucking listen, when they're fucking scared of me, that's what I fucking love it. That's the fucking greatest fucking feeling in the fucking world. Then they were like fade the music up. Start showing like explosions. You ever notice shitty movies have the uh, one man, one guy, one world? Like the, every movie that has the voiceover in the trailer, they usually suck. Have you notice that? When a movie's so good and so epic and so uh, has the ability to just kind of grab you with nothing, that's those are my favorite movies. No one's talking. It's just kind of looks, and it's slow, and it pulls you in. Probably why I recommended that uh, that show a few episodes on Hulu. Amazing show if you haven't seen it. I recommended it. It's called, uh, let me think of the name of it, Normal People on Hulu. Fucking amazing. Love that show. I heard Howard Stern praise it, and I was like, oh, I got to go check this out, and it, it, it stood. It was amazing. Okay, back to 4th of July. I know it was a, it was a long turn. It was a long turn. Bro, bro, back, <laughs> back to 4th of July, as uh, I think Jerry was our first caller who mentioned 
uh, how his 4th of July was. Let's see if I can find his call. Uh, who we got here? Who we got here? Jerry, 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 Jerry. What do you got? What do you got, Jerry? Hey, Joe. It's Jerry Rowan from Philly. Some of you may know me as the guy who does the Joe Mattery songs. I'm calling from Wildwood, New Jersey, and just calling to let you know that my Fourth of July weekend started off really, really great because I thought I was going to a Fourth of July party at my brother's, and it ended up being a 50th surprise party for me. So I got to see a lot of old friends and had a great time remembering when. So I hope everybody's had a great Fourth of July like I did. So thanks, Joe. So long. Wow, Jerry. What a fucking awesome surprise that must have been. Uh, I wonder when your birthday is exactly. I think I I wrote you a happy birthday on Facebook. Turned 50. That's awesome. It's a great age. I feel like life has gotten happier from 50 on. I don't know why I felt that. (laughs) It just does. Maybe as you get older and you get more perspective, you tend to know how to enjoy life a little bit more. You start to realize and feel when you're in a you know an important moment and you savor it, which was kind of like this weekend when I, I spent so much time with my daughter on on 4th of July and the day after 4th of July. She wanted uh, me to take her to Dick's and buy her a tennis racket, and she wanted to start hitting tennis with me on the court, and we were doing that together, and it was so fun, and I was just having a great time, like just laughing with her. You know, She's getting older. She's funny as hell, and she's super intelligent, and uh, what a great time. Swimming in the pool with her, just spending quality time. And you do realize that when you get older, how important it is to just uh, go for, uh, you know, great conversations and really listen in life. You know, you just I don't know when you're younger, you don't realize how important that is. But what a great what a great surprise party. Now, here's another here's someone else that called. I, I think this is a compliment. I don't think it's a troll, but maybe it is. You guys, you guys will be the judge. Here we go. The best thing you got going on right now is the Welcome Back Cotter rejoin. When you do the Welcome Back Cotter, Welcome Back is the best thing you got going on right now. It's awesome. It's from the Welcome Back Cotter uh, theme song. So, whatever. (laughs) Dude, you're hilarious. I love your podcast, man. Six of the theme, pretender to contender. Awesome. All right, so he likes it. He likes it. He likes hey, guys, this, this is Sturge from Chop Sports, Oops. and I want to talk oh, to you a about commercial. a new hobby of mine, and that's real estate. Ever since we brought on our resident realtor here at Chop Sports, that's all I can think about. So we got another one. You know who's really good at this stuff? Jay Devlin of CRG Homes. Jay is out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and business is booming. Whether you're looking to relocate, buy, rent, or literally purchase property and watch your stacks get higher, Jay is the guy to do this for you. He's already in the process of helping me out right now on a possible summer home. Call Jay right now, 843-315-5913, and have yourself a chat and learn about all the perks and tell him Chop Sports sent you. 
So I guess this is what he meant. He loves this. <laughs> That's so funny that you love this. I love that you love this. Just the simple stuff, right? Yes, it is. It's the Welcome Back Kata theme. One of the greatest themes, wouldn't you say, of all time? I think it is. Here's another great theme that I love from the 70s. As I'll leave this play for you, since he loves it so much. Here's a great one. See if you guys... Uh, this one really just, I don't know, it brings me back to my childhood for some crazy reason. Let's make sure that that is off. Boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. There it is. Classic one from the 70s. Looks like a long version of it. Opening and closing credits. Remember this one? One, two, one, two, three, and Chico, don't be discouraged. The math ain't so hard to understand. Of course, Chico and the man theme. Everyone, good song. So, uh, sadly, this made me uh, think there was a section of Misery Loves Comedy uh, about Freddie Prince, which was this. He was the star of Chico and the Man. And I, I, I never thought his stand-up was that good. You know, for some reason when I was younger and I would listen to clips of him or watch him on different shows, I was like, ah, eh, you know, it's just, I don't know. One trick pony. I just thought he was like, every joke was like the, the you know, the lat, Latino kind of thing. And then I really started watching some of his other stuff. Um, they should do a documentary about him or play his life story in a movie. Such a young guy took his own life in his early 20s. And if you really watch his old stuff, he had so much charisma, like insane amount of charisma and such a handsome guy, you know, and like had this gorgeous, I think he got married young, gorgeous wife. You know, he just had everything, you know, it looked like everything going for him and then just didn't. And. Like I said, so much charisma, like Eddie Murphy, like charisma on Freddie Prinze. And his, and his son has it too. His son's in the documentary, Freddie Prinze Jr., an older Freddie Prinze Jr. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. There's something fucking weirdly interesting about that guy's life. Um, and super tragic and super sad. Uh, right. So the other thing, the last topic I really wanted to talk about was this Bill Cosby thing. 
Bill Cosby being released, and I probably should go. <laughs> I probably should go read some more articles because I only know uh, very uh, minimal information about it. I read maybe one or two articles about him being released, so I don't have all the information of exactly what went wrong with the trials and why he got let out now, um, which is the, the main interest in it. But, I mean, there's a whole other way you could talk about it, which you could talk about it in a different way. Like, you know, it is very connected to the Me Too situation and um, and it being Bill Cosby and uh, someone I completely idolized growing up and had all of his albums and loved Cosby and loved the Cosby show and loved... Uh, Cosby himself, that special, like being something I heard early on and was one of the first comedians I would watch their stuff over and over and listen to their albums over and over and, uh, you know, love the classic stuff, the Cosby Noah bit and uh, Buck Buck and all the stuff about him and growing up in Philadelphia and I really identified with it, loved it. And so... How do I feel about, and, and I met him, as I've told the story a million times, I met Cosby and talked to him for 45 minutes with my father sitting next to me and my cousin sitting next to me, and on the, we were on the stage of uh, the Apollo in Harlem in New York City after seeing him do an unbelievable two-hour show by himself with no opener. So, and having it, you know, all that go down and just losing someone who is someone you just idolize it's just it's a weird situation you know and someone who had such an opposite persona to then end up in prison i'm trying to think who in the history of my life had i you know had a squeaky clean persona and then all of a sudden it gets turned to be like they're just completely evil you know maybe michael jackson you know uh, but Cosby, it was just worse, even worse. Cause I don't know. There's something fucking weird and evil about it. And now he gets let out. It seems like from some sort of technicality. Um, I want to hear what some of the callers said about this because, uh, it'll be easier to, to discuss. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see who we got here. First one. First one. Hey, this is Alcaz Castelnova. I am calling from uh, sunny South Jersey. Cosby. Hmm. Well, all I can say is Cosby was released from his uh, bondage and incarceration. Right now, Britney Spears has got to be saying to herself, what the fuck does a white privileged girl got to do? That's it for me. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We got Matt calling. Hey, Joe. It's Matt calling. Um, my location is approximately one mile from Bill Cosby's house as we speak. So uh, I have to comment on that. Uh, it's you know, The whole thing is bizarre, obviously. And the fact that I get to do a fucking helicopter is overhead from the news because of him doesn't make it any better. 
But and also, I just I can't believe he's giving us the impression that he may want to come back and try to do something. And I'm thinking, Joe, maybe you can do a, a podcast, but instead of pretender to contender for Bill, it'd be contender to pretender because that's the best he is right now, right? And anyway, I hope you guys have a great Fourth of July. Best thing about this weekend is laying around and doing nothing. So I hope you're doing well, Joe, and uh, we'll talk soon. Good call, dude. Good call. Good point. Uh, that he went from being a contender to a pretender. Nice flip. Uh, I agree. I agree. And we are in a time where he could do something because you can do your own things now. You know, you can pop up. Um, not that Louis C.K. is anywhere in the uh, world of Cosby when it comes to Me Too. Way worse is Cosby, but Louis C.K. is popping up here and there on other people's shows and doing sets, and people love it. Um, you know, he's an amazing stand-up comedian, as, of course, Cosby is. But he could also do some sort of podcast. He could do something. There's ways now that they can't stop you, right? How could you stop him if he wants to do it? And he doesn't want to go on YouTube or, I don't know, could iTunes, if he wanted to do a podcast, I guess they could not put it out there. But he could probably find a spot that he could get it out there if he wanted to do that. You know, maybe he wants to try to prove his innocence. You know, he'll pull a, he'll pull a, um, God, I'm so bad with names right now. My brain is fog. He'll pull uh, Lenny Bruce, Lenny Bruce, who just couldn't stop. You know, at the end of his career, he just kept trying to prove his his uh, his innocence, or you know, him in his trials of uh, you know being arrested for using uh, poor language, and just kept going on. There was another guy who did that too, who was like the guy who di- I remember seeing him one night in New York City. It was bizarre. The guy who directed um, <clears throat> was that movie with Ed Norton. Of course, it was American History X. It just came to me, American History X. Yeah, he, uh, the guy who directed that got, I guess, pulled off of directing it in the edit, and uh, somebody else finished it, and he started going around in New York City, and he had all these documents on stage, and he was just reading them, and it was like fucking bizarre. You were going, is this really happening? It was like some open mic, and he was trying to turn that into funny, which I had no idea where the funny was going to be in him uh, feeling like it was not legal to pull him off of the movie that he uh, felt he deserved to be in full control of, and they got rid of him. I I, I don't know, Uh, but it was interesting. But back back to Cosby. I want to hear what uh, Ron uh, Poliquin, who's a lawyer, has to say here. This should be interesting. Joe, Ron Poliquin, DoubleOffice.com, Bill Cosby. Court made a totally right decision. I'm not saying, Bill, like, do I have to say that I don't approve of what Bill Cosby does? Like, you got to say that anymore. But anyway, it was bullshit what happened. Basically, with the court, like, what happened is the previous prosecutor had promised Bill Cosby that if he testified in a civil case, they would not prosecute him. And you got to be able to rely. And they, Bill Cosby was allowed to rely on that promise, uh, and they shouldn't have prosecuted him. 
In addition, the other thing that was fucked up about Cosby's case is they let a bunch of other women testify not about the situation was being prosecuted. So he, the court made his holy right decision not necessarily for Bill Cosby, but for the rule of law, which is bigger than Bill Cosby, bigger than this one moment, bigger than, uh, uh, bigger than you know, just the outrage that's going on. And most people that are pissed off or speaking from emotion and not speaking from uh, an educated standpoint regarding the law and why it's important to apply the law applicably or evenly. Um, and that's what I got to say about that. So, see you, man. Bye. Hmm. So, Ron, it sounds a lot like the O.J. Simpson case, which is... Sure, he was guilty, but there was just so much foul play in the case that he got the uh, the the whole uh, thing to go his way, you know, because they had so much fucking crazy shit that was going on in that case that you weren't allowed to do. Um, wow. Okay, so that makes sense, but it just sucks. And then you know he's using it to make it look like he's not guilty I, I i don't know man it's just fucking weird it's just weird Ugh. okay this should be a classic call you're on the air hi uh joe i'm a big fan oh gosh god deep release when i first heard that i thought oh they must mean he's coming in, in prison it's his release Whoa. You know, you know, it's a terrible, disgusting thing to think about. I didn't think, in, in all heaven almighty, I never thought they would let him out. Oh, my goodness. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible that this man is, is, is free. Oh, I'm so ashamed of our system. Anyways, I'm a big fan of the podcast. Good luck to you, Joe. Oh, from, uh, from the bottom of my heart, let's keep them smiling. Uh, that was obviously a fake call. A friend of mine <laughs> called in. I told him, how did you not say mazel tov at the end or add in some, <laughs> like some sort of uh, uh, phlegmy coughing? How did you not get that in there? <laughs> I think there's one more caller. I'm going to make sure I hit the right one here. Yeah, I think Ron, uh, Jerry called in again to talk about uh, Bill Cosby. Hey, it's Jerry from Philly again. I just wanted to say that now that Bill Cosby has been found innocent, I hope that they get some, that he gets his jello pudding pop deal back, you know, and, uh, let's get the coffee show back on the air. Let's, uh, you know, get, get it on the TV again. Maybe get a revival going on. No, actually, in all seriousness, I can't believe they let that guy out. It's just craziness. I mean, what is it? How many people? 60? More than 60? I don't know. Craziness. That guy's got to be guilty, right? I mean, come on. Just crazy. Anyway, maybe he'll start golfing with OJ now. So long, Joe. So long, pretenders. So long. <laughs> maybe he'll start golfing with OJ. <laughs> That's fucking funny. That is funny, dude. We're back again, everybody. Since he loves it so much, we're just going to keep coming back. We're going to just keep coming back throughout this episode. 
We are back, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he can start golfing with OJ. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you went golfing on a public course and they said, do you mind playing with two other people and you get partnered up (laughs) with Bill Cosby and OJ? (laughs) That would be the funniest funniest fucking golf duo ever dude we went got fucking i i wouldn't know if i should be afraid if i should ask questions if i you know uh geez fucking (laughs) that could happen man they could easily get on the golf course together that's gonna happen soon are they friendly that would be fucking hilarious if they were friends there's a fucking sitcom. If we bring a show back for Cosby, that's the show, dude. It's a it's a it's a show with Cosby and OJ. You know, OJ did a little acting, remember? We bring him back. What was he on? Uh he was in Naked Gun, right? What was that other one he was in? Uh I remember playing an astronaut in some uh some Apollo thirteen ish type movie. Cosby did a couple of terrible movies. For some reason, he was like great as Bill Cosby in The Cosby Show. And then whenever he did a movie, it just stunk. Uh, You know, but usually what happens in all these cases is there becomes a lot of documentary type shows that come after it. So maybe we will see some sort of Cosby show where there, you know, that's a documentary. It's a reenactment. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. But it was a crazy week. Fourth of July is over. I'm uh, I'm relaxed. It's very hot. The air conditioner, like I said, it's just making it. And uh, we're coming to the end here. We're coming to the end of another episode. So thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening. You know it's too hot when you're I'm kind of winded right now. Either I'm dying or it's just a little too hot in this podcasting room. Keep uh keep supporting the show if you ever want to just throw a tip my way for uh these free episodes of Pretender to Contender. All you have to do is hit me up on Venmo at the Joe Matteris. Okay, at the Joe Matteris. If you tip $10 or more, I will get you a download of my new comedy album called Completely Present. Okay, I'll send it right over to you. You have a download immediately. Completely Present. Come and see me live July 18th. Of course, I'll be, I can't not say of course. July 18th, I will be uh, at the great, at the great. Where am I going to be July 18th? Fucking ADD is the worst the end of the podcast july 18th should be an easy one that's when i'll be at stone Har- in stone harbor i should know that stone harbor july 18th stone harbor new jersey the theater there theater the stone harbor theater the 23rd i'll be in Boundbrook, new jersey at the brook Boundbrook art center my brain's gonna blow up july 28th the residency starts in scarsdale at jackie b's Two shows on July 28th, 6.30 and 8.30. And then August 25th, at back to Jackie B's because it's a residency doing Remember When again. Remember When at all these shows, by the way. These are all Remember When shows. JoeMatteris.com for your tickets. Okay? All right, everybody. Have a great, great rest of your week. 
I hope your air conditioning works well. All right. I did want to talk about my favorite fireworks growing up. I didn't really get into that. I want to do a little remember when. Right at the end here, I'll just tell you. Favorite fireworks were when my Uncle Chick showed up with M80s and almost fucking blew our eardrums out. He wouldn't tell you he was going to throw it. Anyone have a fucking crazy uncle like that? He'd just throw an M80 in a trash can and shake the fucking earth. Those are my favorite moments. When you just be mid-conversation at, at 11 years old talking to your aunt, telling her that the uh, 4th of July cake she made was good, and then... Fucking A. It was like a... Uh, one of those slow motion moments in the Matrix where everything was like from an explosion because he fucking should not have had it that close to you. He was nuts. That's what he did. He was the same uncle that rolled down the windows when we went to Great Adventure in the Safari Park when we would get near the lions. <laughs> we had one of those big old wooden uh, station wagons like they had on the Brady Bunch and he had control of everybody's window. And he would just roll your fucking window down. We're welcome. We're just going to keep playing this song for you, dude. No, I wouldn't do that. All right. But yeah, that's what he would do to, to end it out. Uncle Chick, rest in peace. It's my fucking greatest, great memories of Uncle Chick. He passed away at an early age of 62. But he was classic at scaring the shit out of you. All right, everybody. Keep listening. And uh, maybe I'll see you at a live show. And I love you. 951-298-9899 throughout your week if you want to leave a message. Have a good one.